Yo, yo. Yo, hello. How's it going? Very good. How have you been? I've been doing well. We've had a few weeks off. <laughs> I was on holiday for a week, so... It's glad that we, uh... Well, we was planning to do it last Wednesday, but, uh... I wasn't feeling up to it anyway. Stag do. For a five-day stag do in Valencia. How was it? Valencia? Yeah, it was good. Valencia's a really nice city. Um, five days on a stag do is a bit, a bit heavy. But, uh, yeah, it was good. It was really good. Is it quite touristy over there? Um, a lot of... Do you know when you like, usually go to Spain and it's sort of... Brits have taken over? Yeah. It wasn't any of that. There's a lot of uh, Spanish tourists and other tourists from Europe. Oh, right. Right, okay. But, yeah, it was good. Was it hot? Yeah, about 30 degrees, I think, during the day. Yeah, they were, I think they were having a bit of heat wave, a bit of a heat wave there, so. Oh, right. Yeah. Got a bit of a tan. Can you see my tan line <laughs> And then you're, you booked another holiday. So you're going to top your tan up again? Yeah, that's in September. Sicily. Sicily. Yeah, How hot is it in September in Sicily? Uh, I think it's around 25, which okay. I prefer that kind of temperature. Yes, like ideal temperatures. Perfect. Yeah, like 20 to 25 is ideal for me, where you can yeah. still go out with t-shirt and shorts, but you're not. Uncomfortably hot. Yeah, especially if you're walk because I like to go walking around and stuff. Yeah. On my way, so... I'm going to Morocco in August and a friend of mine there, his parents just came back and said it was throughout the stint that they were there, it was getting hotter and hotter to a point where it was uncomfortable. But August is meant to be insane. Yeah, hottest time. What's the temperature in August? It says here the temperatures range from 29 degrees to over 45 degrees, depending on the area degrees. of the country. Jeez. I remember when I went to Dubai in like peak summer and <laughs> I was I left the apartment and I went for a five minute walk and I thought, like, forget this, it's way too hot. I just went yeah. back to the apartment and just stayed in the apartment all day, went out <laughs> at night. <laughs> It happened to me and Kate when we went to Cyprus. Was it last? Well, I don't think it was last year. Maybe the, the holiday before, or a couple, a couple of years ago. We walked outside to go. We were planning to go to the town on that day, and get the bus in to go get go to the town. Uh, walked out of the, and we there was a shop across the road from our hotel, so we thought we'll go there, get a drink and stuff, and then jump on into town. Walked out, I think we lasted about five or six steps and then just turned around and went back to there. Yeah, Cyprus is supposed to get really hot as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's like mid-30s, I think, around mm. the time. But, it's but, nice. Like That temperature is nice when you're just chilling by a pool and you yeah. can go in the shade and you can go in the pool to cool down. But if you're going to be like walking around... doing things. Yeah, sightseeing and stuff, it's just way too hot. That is true. Have you watched any films as of late? Uh, no films, but I've been watching Stranger Things. It's actually insane this season. So you, you watched season four from the start of season four? You didn't start it again? No, I didn't start it again. I was going to, but I just 
you can easily pick it up because the stories they do link up but not like do you know better call soul everything sort of interlinks with each other so you need to sort of know what's going on before you yeah because there's many different stories going on yeah with stranger things it's like it's a different story each time but yeah there are certain things that do obviously link up to the other seasons so you don't really need to watch watch it from the beginning right okay yeah i get what you mean it's sort of quite simple quite a simple storyline to follow um is it better than season i didn't really like season three Oh, I liked. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it got better and better. Maybe this season, though, is like it's on another level. Is it um, the whole thing being released at once? Um, they've released seven episodes, and apparently they're releasing more in July. I'm not sure how many episodes in July they're releasing. Um, I've heard it's two more episodes, and I've also heard it's another seven, but I'm not. I'm not one hundred percent sure. I've only watched, I just watched episode four yesterday and episode four is, is sick. Yeah. It says here that, um, releasing season four in two volumes, first set was released on May 27th and the second one to be released on July 1st. Thingy, Better Call Saul are doing something similar as well. So is that just, yeah, I think it's like a, a new thing. The new thing because even Ozark have done the same. They've released theirs in two. Like halves. Are you up to date um, with Ozark? I don't know whether it's because Better Calls it's Better Calls Souls last season. It's Ozark's last season and it's Stranger Things last season. Oh, is this our last season? Well I think it's Stranger Things last season. I think it is. I'm not one hundred percent sure. Yeah, maybe it's uh... I hope it is because not like not because I want it to end, but because I don't want them to like, I want them to go out on a high and not overdo it. But I just feel like the writers are so good for Stranger Things, like, because these episodes, the first two episodes are like one hour, 20 minutes long. Oh, really? All the episodes are? The, the first two, and then I think this, the second two have been like an hour, 10. All oh, right. So they're really long episodes, but when you're watching it, you just, you they've written it so well, like you stay intrigued the whole time and you just feel like everything's there for a reason. And it's not, they've not just put filler. Like, you know, sometimes in, when they're trying to make an episode long, they'll yeah. put random bits of dialogue in that aren't needed. Definitely in TV series, like modern day TV series. Yeah. It feels like everything's there for a reason. And there's enough action in between the dialogue to keep you like glued to the screen. They've done it so well. So this originally came out in 2016 and they were quite young then. And then season three came out a while ago, like before COVID was it? Yeah, 2019. So they must be like quite a lot older now or did they record it? Yeah, so this is set two years later. Oh, right, right, right. So they would have started recording it after COVID then, I'm guessing. Yeah. But it's a it's a lot scarier than the uh, previous seasons. Darker. Yeah, darker. Because I recall season three not being dark at all. No, my friend was telling me about why it wasn't as dark. It's because they released it in summer, so they wanted to give it like a 
a lighter summer summery vibe. Oh, but then they released this one in summer, but this is dark. So I don't know, like uh, maybe that's that idea sort of gone out the window, and they've just thought we'll uh, make it as dark as last time. Yeah, it's because still set in summer though. We talked about it before with Breaking Bad and how the, the use of colours like define a lot of the emotion that you get from it, the watching it. So I remember, yeah, season three being very vivid, illuminous colours. That's mm. what I take most from. And this one is more like this one's more like uh, it's not vivid colours, but it's. Uh, you can tell, tell it's summer, but if um, maybe like a, a dusk, do you know yeah. what I mean? Overcast a bit. All oh, right, okay. Not really overcast, just like the sun's like setting and it's uh, it's done like the late afternoon. Oh, right, 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 okay. If you get what I mean, that kind of vibe. Well, I'm just going to share my screen a moment. So this is season three compared to season four. Yeah. Season and you see here really season really one wonderful. to season three. Well, he looks mad different. So that's what, six years older, isn't it? Was it? Yeah, 26, six years older-ish. Yeah. Five or six years. Well, that's three years older, isn't it? Season, season one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, four years older. Four years maybe when they filmed it. All oh, right. Okay. I need to give the watch. I'm waiting for Kate to finish her exams and then I can't watch this without. All right. You she told you to wait for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said she wants to start the whole thing again, but I can't do that for every single series I ever want to watch. <laughs> no, I don't. There's no point starting it again. You don't need to. They give you a recap at the beginning of these ones anyway, don't they? Yeah, you can watch the recap and then that sort of fills you in. But the like the main stuff you really need to know is uh that Hopper's in Russia. I think you're a, I could you honestly, really I know that from season three, but What? Oh Hopper jumped in that thing, didn't he? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. At the end. Jumped into the uh To save him. Portal. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Shall we get cracking with the I mean, first? You think he's dead, but then at the end, it's like... Oh. I think there's a delay. I was going to say, you think he's dead, but then at the end, it shows that Russian prison. And then the Russians are like, something that's the American or something. Then it ends there. All right. Do you remember that, or did you watch that again? No, yeah, I remembered that. Oh, fucking hell. I must have shit memory then, because I don't remember that. Because I remember seeing it, I'm thinking, oh shit. Yeah. It might be the last season then of Stranger Things. Do you know we was talking about, I think last time we was talking about Vince Gilligan and what he, what else could he could do with the Breaking Bad universe? Yeah. So he said that he could do um another spin-off well he would like to do another spin-off because there's so much more to yet to be told but he doesn't want to do it yet he's going to come back to it because he wants to prove to everyone and prove to himself that he can do it do something else just as good 
Or just do a whole new Just something thing. completely different, yeah. Just All a whole right. idea. That might even be better than Breaking Bad if he did that. Yeah. You want him to keep his similar... He's got a very unique style that you probably want him to keep as well. Yeah. Have you been watching Better Call Saul? No. I'm on episode five, I think. I watched... No, I didn't watch it. I was going to put it on, but I just didn't put it on. At all. I'm enjoying uh, taking my time with Better Call Saul. Well, you got to wait anyway, haven't you? Five more weeks till July, I think it is. The rest yeah. Of the because of that, Emma doesn't watch it, so I just watch it in my own time. If Emma watched it with me, we probably would have watched it all by now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But she watching Strangers with you, wouldn't she? Like when we watch. Yeah, like the only time I really watch TV is if I'm watching it with her. Like I don't really sit down and watch TV on my own. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Shall we get cracking with right. the first one? Yeah, let's go. Alright, this is mine. Woman receives 3D printed ear made from her own cells. Um the, the first clinical trial of the technology. So I only scanned this earlier, but they transplanted a 3D ear made of human cells onto a woman. She had a ear deformity um, and a company called 3D Biotherapeutics um, announced that the transplant was the first clinical trial of their technology. So, and it's the, it marks a successful major step to, to forward for tissue engineering. That's crazy. They have ongoing clinical trials of 11 participants testing its Euronovo ear. 3D printing is one of those things I always, uh, I never really think about. Yeah, you never really look at where it could could go, but it has so much potential to do anything. Yeah, well, there's so many other technologies I look at, but I never really think about 3D printing. And it could literally, yeah, it could ch- like transform the world. Having everything just at the press of a button mm. printed. I mean, this right. is definitely a massive step, though. Organs, or not even organs, ears. No, it says ears are simpler than organs. But this is like the step between us humans and cyborgs, I reckon. I know they're replicating what it actually, what, the same cells and the same sort of like a, genetics i guess or genes or whatever um but this is like the step towards living with a com like in as a computer yeah like you need to upgrade your ear or something you just print off a new set of ears yeah well when you start going deaf or just something anything yeah. needs replacing it's like you could just you got a bad well you get it already with the you got a bad hip and you have a hip replacement, don't you? Well, yeah, I reckon a lot of people, like our generation, maybe a little bit older, will have hearing problems when they're older because of uh, use of headphones and stuff. Mm. Loud rave music. So, yeah. 
So I think uh, these kind of technologies, we'll probably start to see them more and more, like develop more and more as demand for it starts increasing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As and when it's needed. Um, but I mean... It might even be like mechanical ears and not biological ears. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, the, that one was more of a biological ear, but everything in your body is sort of, apart from your brain, everything else is replaceable, isn't it? Yeah, they can transplant everything. I think you can get brain transplants. Can you get brain transplants? I have no idea. That would be weird, actually. I don't know. That would be weird. So, this would be... No, I don't think you can. A brain transplant is a procedure in which the brain of the organs. Wait, let me share this. Head transfer consists of being extraordinary and impossible. So, <laughs> a head. Trans- uh, I can't. You reckon um, the Nazis? You reckon the Nazis tried it? Head transplant. Why? Why do you think the Nazis? They did loads of like testing on. Um, Humans, didn't they? Do you reckon they try to pull into the video? A head yeah, trans- these, na- these Nazi camp experiments, they tried loads of random random shit. Look at them. Yeah, I've heard that they've uh they did a lot uh experiments. Experience. <laughs> Yeah, just did loads of random, random crap that you would think like it just goes against uh, what's it called? Human rights. Was any of it successful? I'm not sure. I've never read into it. I just know that they, they, they did these experiments. But it would be an interesting thing to read into, to be fair. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's kind of a... Uh... It's like a horror film, isn't it? Thinking about all of the shit that they were. Yeah, trying. I'm not sure if some of the science we know today is because of those experiments. I wouldn't be surprised if some yeah, of it is. It makes sense that because um, it's unethical, but it it leaps like forward loads, doesn't it? By doing it in that manner, the ethics of everything slows down a lot. What of do the, you mean slows down? Like the fact that we've stuff isn't ethical means we can't do it so oh slows us down slows us down as uh, as humans and and definitely in the medical uh, industry yeah it's because it it's funny you like you mention ethics and science because uh when we went to valencia we went to this aquarium and they had like those dolphins that they train right yeah and i don't like it because i think like these dolphins shouldn't be in these small tanks. Like, I think I spoke to you about it when I was back home. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my mate said to me, like, if they weren't in these tanks, we wouldn't know so much about dolphins that we actually do. Because they would just be in the wild. Yeah, and we wouldn't know any of this. Which makes sense. It helps us understand animals and helps us understand the world a bit more. But then there's the ethical side to it as well. Which is a 
it's a diff it's a difficult argument because yeah. it even relates to zoos as well like a lion shouldn't be in a cage but if the lion wasn't in the zoo then we wouldn't know as much about lions as we do so yeah us having them in cages in zoos is that helping us preserve wild lions in the in the savannah mm. yeah and if we didn't have them in the cage it would just slow down our whole learning our knowledge building on the animals so what do you think they should have a uh, human zoos where they perform that's what this is this nazi human experiment is yeah i guess that's like that's essentially what what happened isn't it maybe that like, we don't try and do brain transplants on lions and dolphins but, <laughs> <laughs> but we're never going to know if we can do it or not if we don't do it but there's no way of ethically doing that procedure right yeah and i think a lot of science is based on animal testing yeah 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 a lot of our developments in science are based on animal testing so yeah because they use monkeys a lot to test yeah oh the new they put the neural link in the monkey didn't they yeah they put neural link in the monkey and in pigs and uh it's like a it's a weird it's a weird one isn't it because it's for our selfish gain we're putting these animals in cruel situations. Yeah, because humans automatically have decided that we're a master race. Yeah. But then they well, say, like, dolphins are more intelligent than humans. They've got a larger brain. Well, well dolphins haven't built cities like we have. They might have. You might have built them in the deep sea where we've not been. <laughs> they might be like half dolphin, half humans down there something. <laughs> yeah, but they don't have the capability, like the physical capability to do that. Yeah. This is that something that this might be an intelligence that we can't comprehend. Yeah. This is not even on our wavelength, yeah. Yeah. It might be that intelligent that they don't, yeah. Why do they need to build these? Mm. So, anyway, we'll uh, stay on that same topic. I've just Wikipedia um, the Nazi human experiment. So, yeah, there's a series of medical experiments on medical, ex medical experiments on large numbers of prisoners, including children. Um, Typically, the experiments were conducted without anesthesia, yeah. resulting in death. So they just like, they just did it. <laughs> just. That's that's mental. But they did this on twins. So weird that this happened. Amputations. Infecting them with various diseases and injecting dyes into their eyes to change their colour. He also attempted to create conjoined twins by sewing to twins together. You see that picture? 
Oh, that's conjoined twins. It's just Siamese there. twins, though. Yeah. But this, uh, these lot tried to actually create these. Causing gangrene and eventually death. Often one twin would forced to be forced to undergo explanation as it was kept as a control. Oh, geez, man. This is uncomfortable to read. This is some dark stuff, man. Is that the human centipede type, type shit? Yeah. Bone, muscle, nerve transplantation is one of these. Yeah, so it makes sense that they would have learned stuff that's used today. If they yeah. do stuff like this. And this freezing experiment here. It's what? Can you see that freezing exper experiments? Oh, yeah. Conducts experiments with the attempt of discovering means to prevent and treat hypothermia. They put them in like five degree, four degrees water. Attempt number five, 13. And then body temperature for an hour. Imagine being in four degree water for an hour. Time in water. There's minutes in it. Yeah. About oh, six degrees. Oh yeah. Ninety five minutes. There's no time of death. He probably died in the water. Well, I survived it. No, this person was in number sixteen. Was in for an hour and died at seventy four. He comes out of the water at 90, oh right, and then he dies that much later of hypothermia. Yeah, died. This guy died. This person died. At the end. Oh yeah. Malaria. Oh shit, man. This is loads. Seawater. Fertility. Poison. Bomb. Yeah. Modern ethical issues. <laughs> yeah, the data obtained from the experiments, however, has been used and considered in multiple fields, causing controversy. Yeah, I think it's because it's so unethical that using this data seen like in a negative light. Yeah, in favor of those using the data, argue that if it has practical value to save lives, then it will be equally unethical not to use it. That's true. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If it, if they're using it for the better, these tests have already been done. Like, mm. At least these people are going to die knowing. Well, they won't, they won't know, but at least people are going to die. These people have died for a reason. Like yeah. to help humanity in the long run. Which is a, a good thing. Yeah, it's a bad thing that this happened, but it's being used for good. So. Yeah. Japanese human experimentation as well. The plot thickens. It's <laughs> everywhere. Biological warfare. Weapon. This isn't as um, frostbite. This, like, this looks like it's for a uh, syphilis, frostbite, rape, and forced pregnancy. Don't know if you can say that on YouTube. <laughs> don't know if you can, can I say that on YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> Right, anyway, this um, our conversation's taking a dark turn.
Very dark turn. I think we need to line up. You got a funny video to watch. <laughs> I'll try and put some. Uh, mine are quite dark actually today. Ah, oh, fuck it. We'll put another one of mine here. Who's from the dark journey? Canada trials decriminalizing cocaine, MDMA, and other drugs. Have you heard about this? Nope. First I've heard. All right. So they're going to do a temporary decriminalize of possession of small amounts of drugs. British Columbia. Adults will be allowed to possess combined total of 2.5 grams of opioids, cocaine, methamphetamine, and MDMA. So it's all personal usage. Yeah, for personal use. It's how do they buy it is my question. Are they setting up places that you can buy it from? Or do you still buy it from? No, I think you still have to go to uh, Dodgy Dave on the corner. <laughs> they have quite a big drug problem in um, Canada, don't they? Yeah. I'm not sure. Is it any worse than it is in the rest of the world? Or here? I guess it's bad everywhere, though, isn't it? Yeah, the BC declared the overdose crisis public overdose has since reached historic heights in the shadow of the COVID-19 pandemic. Over 9,000 people have died of a drug overdose since 2016. Hmm. What do you think about this war, war on drugs? Do you think it's been a complete failure? The drugs won, I heard. They had a war on drugs and the drugs have won. <laughs> I think so. I don't get it. It just doesn't make any sense, the whole war on drugs. What do you, what's your opinion on it? Like, I don't... Drugs are a weird one because you can enjoy drugs and if you keep it under control then it's not an issue yeah it's probably better if there were some regulations around the quality of the drugs because you always hear about these uh people going to raves and stuff and then dying from dodgy pills yeah 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 um dirty dave dodgy dave (laughs) (laughs) and then if there was some kind of regulation on what was actually in the drugs then I would assume less people would die from it. Yeah. But then having it more readily available would mean would more people get addicted to it? But then with it having it legal, then you could have more control over the addictions because, for example, if someone's addicted to heroin, you could offer them rehab where they can wean off it slowly and it could be a, a medical trial to, to get wean them off it. Yeah, so maybe the tax from the drugs will help pay for... It pays for themselves uh, itself, yeah, the addiction side of it. Yeah. And then things like weed can be le- kept legal. But it doesn't make sense. Well, obviously everyone says it doesn't make sense for how 
weed's illegal and alcohol's legal, but I was looking, I was I reading mean, about it. What? I think depending on the person, weed can have like psychological effects. Like have a psychological impact on people. Yeah. I don't know what alcohol can too. But I feel like it's easier to get smoke weed every day than it would be to get smashed every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's only so yeah, you much probably... alcohol your body can take, but your body can take a lot more marijuana. Yeah, like it's easier to just sit back on your sofa and have a few spliffs every night rather than sit back on your sofa and have 12 cans of Stella. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I don't know. It's a. I think it should be all made legal and the quality of the stuff should be improved. Yeah. Or it should be regulated. Regulated, yeah. Like alcohol, when they made that illegal, Moonshine came out and that was fucking people up left, right, and centre. Yeah. But so. I was looking, I was reading something the other day about alcohol and why it's even legal now. And um, because it is a, a killer drug, but it's just because it's so accepted within society, it's not perceived as a killer drug. Um, yeah. But it's because back in the day, you couldn't drink water because all the water was contaminated. Yeah. Alcohol was the cleaner one to drink, so everyone drank alcohol all the time. And that was you years. You used to drink beer, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, because it was clean. And then it became the normal. I think, I think it has like a lower lower percentage of alcohol than what we drink today, though. Yeah. Yeah, because so that, like... that was for drinking, like to stay, to quench your thirst. But now it's yeah to get uh, drunk. But it, that's why it's woven so much into society as a normal thing to do, is because it was normal to do back then. Yeah. Well. But we're stopping drinking next year. 2023. Anyway, so I think we'll see the uh, see the benefits of um, not getting drunk. Yeah. If there are any. But from, what we've, so from what we've listened to, there's uh, lots of benefits. Lots of benefits. So. Health benefits and mind benefits, but there's um, social implications from it. Yeah. Because you've not got that social lubricant there anymore. Yeah. And a lot of our social life revolves around drink. Yeah. And a lot right. of the people, because we've got to this age now from a lot of the people who we speak to and hang around with, we hang around with them for alcohol. What did you say? Sorry, you crashed. Um, we've got to this age now where we <laughs> hung around with these people and instilled alcohol as the main thing that keeps us all together for us to take that building block out we're going to see what the implication would be on uh just yeah. lives are going being outgoing i mean i've got a wedding i've got to go to um next year so i'm going to see how that is doing that sober that's not something i would have usually done sober <laughs> yeah well i was talking to my uh old boss at a wedding and he's uh, 
give up drinking. He gave up 20 in 22. No, 20, he gave up last year, 2021. Okay. Um, and he was only doing it for a year. And he said that he just carried it on. And he goes in that in 2021, he went to birthday parties. He went to weddings. He went on holiday. And these are all like things where before he would have felt like he needed a drink to go to. Says once you've done it once, you realize that you actually don't need a drink and it's fine. So the more times you do these like things where you feel like you need a drink to go to, you won't, you'll get used to not having a drink. So, um, it's like what Chris Williamson was saying in his video as well, that it teaches you to become a more confident person without the alcohol. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a massive benefit to have. Yeah. And I feel like all my adult life, I've always relied on alcohol to like, in social situations to like, just give me that extra bit. So like, even if it's just one or two pints, like it just gives you that extra little bit of, uh, yeah, of confidence that I've relied on that all my life up to now, my adult yeah. life. It'd be good to just not do it for a year and see how much my confidence grows in those situations. Mm. And another thing which Chris Williamson said, which I thought was um, interesting, was when he talked about drinking um, on and going on dates. Obviously, we're in a different situation where we're not going to see that impact of having to go on dates and not having to have a drink. So obviously you need the confidence element when you're going on dates. But um, I was speaking to a friend as well, and he said he's been going on dates. And I just asked him out of just interest is, um, like, do you go out and have drinks? Have you ever just met someone for a coffee or anything? He was like, no way. There's no chance he would meet someone for a coffee. He would have to go and that first drink will be one of the fastest drinks he'll ever drink because it just takes that edge off and yeah. lets, him, lets him loose down, loosen down a bit. But um, what Chris Williamson was saying that meeting someone without drinking and then them automatically just assuming you're a boring person because you're not having a drink. And he sort of felt that was a good thing because if the person that he's dating to potentially take it further with thinks he's boring for not drinking. Does he actually want to be with that sort of person? Yeah. That, yeah. He says that, doesn't he? It yeah. makes sense though. Like he says some girls that he was going on dates with actually like the fact that he doesn't drink. Yeah. 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 So he's more inclined to pursue a relationship with those kind of girls. Yeah. Cause they will share a similar mindset to him. I was thinking like, as well, from like a personal perspective, it, like, I'm not like, in my like relationship, I'm not like the most open person. So like, I'll keep like a lot of sh my shit to myself. Yeah. And I'll just deal with it on my own. Yeah. And I don't know if you're the same. Men, but, um, get it. man problem. But like when I'm having like a few glasses of wine with Emma and that's when I like start to open up a bit more. Mm. So I'm hoping it will teach me to have those discussions with her without the wine and be able to just yeah 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 and i think a lot of that is you need to, well you obviously already have identified it but actually being progressive with it so once you've stopped packed in your drink um 
actually identifying it. Because if you've packed in your drink, you might not even know ever again that you keep that to yourself because there's no reminder of having a drink there and then that happening. Yeah. it, It might even be a bit harder to open up because you might just forget that you can open up. (laughs) <laughs> scary yeah. but it's something that's on my mind because I know that's something we like to do in it have a glass of wine and just like have a good deep chat with each other yeah um, but it's something on my mind that next year I'm not we're not gonna be able to do that so I'm gonna have to make more of a conscious effort to do that yeah 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 well it's the same with a lot of things isn't it? it's like you've still got to go out and see people what can you do other than drinking so that's an you just there's going to be loads of different elements to it uh, yeah finding other hobbies finding that time to talk to your other half even though you're not intoxicated yeah <laughs> kind of fucked up though if you think about it yeah it is weird that you need that there to be able to like go deep yeah but i don't know i guess we you don't actually need it we just are so used accustomed to it that we're, yeah. happy, we're just addicted to it yeah it's just because it's happened like once and then it's happened again and it's happened again and it just becomes like a thing that yeah you do um but yeah it's just sort of changing the norms mm. which I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm excited for it because it's going to be a good challenge i think um and i think we're both like got decent heads on us to be able to identify what we need to do to make it like to still enjoy our lives without the drink. Yeah. I mean, the challenge really isn't not drinking as much as it is. I think I'll be quite fine at not drink, just not having to drink. The challenge is replacing that time or that habit or addiction with something else, which is obviously a positive addiction. Yeah. And then it's like your friendship circle. You need to, we need to find things that we can do without having a drink. Yeah. Which I think that's going to be a tough one. Mm. I think that's going to be probably the hardest one. I don't, I, I won't mind going to the pub and not drinking, but it's going to be hard sitting there whilst everyone else is drunk and you're sober. Yeah, I guess that'll only be hard a couple of times before it just becomes normal to you. You just turn into the uh, designated driver. Yeah, that's the one thing. That's the problem. (laughs) So yeah, did you have you been thinking? I know we've set ourselves to do it in 2023, but have you been thinking potentially of doing it earlier? Yeah, well, my initial plan was to do it this year. For the the start of the year. Yeah, but uh, I've had two stag do's and then I'm going to Oktoberfest in uh, September, end of September. Yeah. So I just thought this year it's not going to be possible. Yeah, because you kind of made that plan. You made these plans before you've planned or had the epiphany sort of thing to stop. Yeah. So I feel like Oktoberfest will be a good thing to go to as like a last hurrah yeah because it's something i've always wanted to go to and you gotta drink beer whilst you're there so yeah you're good like last hurrah 
Yeah, if you were sober, then there's probably no point in doing that holiday. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. But if I wasn't going to Oktoberfest, I could probably stop now. Yeah, because you've got nothing else on, apart from a wedding. But I've been sort of preparing myself all year anyway. I've cut down on drinking. Yeah. Quite a lot. Um, I think last weekend when I came home was... The first time in a while I've just had like casual pints with you on uh, Dad and Dan. Because mm. usually I would have just got Coke or something or Diet Coke and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you weren't drinking to get drunk, you would have just. Yeah. Had them. It's the casual pints which are a problem as well. Yeah, they're the problem that I think like, help from a health perspective. Yeah, I've yeah. only stopped drinking mainly from a health perspective. Because if you're having casual pints three times a week and it's two, three pints, like it's a... It adds up, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot that you don't need and then you're having a binge drink every other week. Mm. As well, like, when you're... Well, I talk about just quitting drinking in general, like... When... I forgot where I've got this from, but when you stop drinking, no, when you drink, sorry, when you drink alcohol, you go into a different state of mind as if you're a different person. So stuff that happens when you're drunk, sober person, sober, you wouldn't accept, but for some reason you accept the fact that it's drunk you, so it's okay. And then you let it go. Yeah. Does that make sense? So the, the things you do, you wouldn't accept if you were sober? Yeah, the actions that you take, you wouldn't accept if you were sober, but because you're drunk, because you're drunk you, then sober you accepts the fact, okay, it wasn't me, it was drunk me. Yeah. Which is kind of fucked up. Yeah, you do like, the next day you think, oh, like, fucking hell, why'd I do that? And then you yeah. think, oh, I was just drunk, it's fine. Yeah, I was drunk, but really, you shouldn't be getting drunk and, like, that shouldn't be a shouldn't be a thought it's just weird how we've got this acceptance of it was drunk me yeah another another person <laughs> we're talking like we're at an AA meeting <laughs> <laughs> we'll submit this to an AA reddit post or something right should we put the next one up? we've gone um, on some dark tangents twice now I don't think drink the drink one was that dark but it was uh... enlightening I guess yeah it's good to, for the viewers to listen. If anyone else wants to back the uh, 2023 alcohol-free. <laughs> alternative. Uh, alcohol-free with alternative. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll put the next one on. It is yours. Yeah. So, everyone knows about the uh, Ukraine war and how it's affected... Uh, fuel prices and they were sort of expecting a well this is the Irish independent um, so Ireland have put a contingency plan in um, if fuel supplies drop below a certain level if you scroll down it's got the uh, I think the percentage drops in um, there scroll up a little bit you want to read the headline first 
Oh yeah, I'll read deadline. The audio views. Return of work from home plan to save fuel in event of a crisis caused by Ukraine war. Um, so delegates were given a scenario of a 20% diesel supply deficit in September and a 35% drop in supply in December. The third and most extreme scenario proposed for 2023 where gas and oil supplies cannot meet demand for electricity generation or farming or farmers preparing to cut that silage 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 you'd go to farms what what's the silage silage crops yeah yeah right. taking it yeah um <laughs> so <laughs> it looks like the uh it reminds me a bit of like the covid event where all non-essential workers will be ordered to work from home. A limit will be placed on non-essential car travel. A strict limit on the amount of fuel motorists can buy at one time. The implementation of immediate and strict reduction in the speed limit on motorways. <laughs> that one's <laughs> funny. That last one's funny. <laughs> what's like scary is that the sort of I know this is the extreme scenario. Yeah, jail free card. Like this is this can be implemented. Yeah, it can be implemented and it's been done before, so people will be more likely to... Uh, adhere to it. Yeah, adhere to it. Yeah, because uh, imagine this coming out before before COVID. Everyone would be like, what the fuck is going on? Mm. But because of COVID, everyone's sort of become accustomed. Well, a lot of people are still working from home. Um. The non-essential car travel, that was a COVID regulation as well. Um, the strict limit on fuel, that wasn't, but these regulations that they're going to bring in or potentially will bring in, they just remind me of the COVID restrictions again. Um, yeah, they sound like for like COVID restrictions. But one thing that worries me is the... Uh, where it, they've gone to the extreme scenario where they can't power electricity and farming will be affected. And you don't really think about that. Like you just see the fuel price going up at the pump. You don't think about what else fuel's actually used for. Well, with fuel price going up, it just means everything. That's just going to power inflation because, well, yeah, like they're saying, this is what I've learned from going on the farms is, People are getting confused, for example, when carrots are going up from 20p to 30p and people are kicking off, but they're actually putting them prices up by that much. They're making lower the amount because of the fuel crisis. Yeah, but they can't put them too high because... Yeah, they can't balance it out so they keep making the same amount in because people can't pay it because salaries aren't going up. Yeah, I think we're like heading for a real problem with food prices and the cost of living i feel like we're just sort of seeing the start of it now it feels like well to me it feels like shit's gonna get a lot worse before it gets a lot better yeah definitely um i don't know how much worse it's gonna get it's because there's nothing that's actually broken at the moment um it has you have to wait for things to get broken before people fix it <laughs> Yeah, that's like human nature, though. Like, yeah. 
kick the can down the road until it completely breaks. Yeah, don't fix what's not broken sort of thing, but yeah. even when you can see that something's about to break, no one's really going to jump at it. Um, I don't know what can be done, though, really. It's a hard one with this COVID thing, with this restrictions thing, because, um, I mean, they're using the freedom of people as, as they did with COVID, is as a way to, I know why they need to do it, because if farmers don't get the, uh, the, the fuel, then all prices are going to spike up. But then think about anything that ever happens where there's a problem. They're always going to resort back to, right, everyone get home again. Yeah, take our freedoms away. Yeah, and it's just going to get worse and worse. And then everyone's going to get used to it after a generation. And the next generation is just going to be used to always being in and out of lockdown. And then, boom, it's going to be fucking 1984. Yeah, no, it's true. I was listening to... uh, What's his name? Uh, Joe Rogan and Lex Friedman. Mm. Did you ever listen to that podcast? Joe Rogan on Lex Friedman, or do you? No, like- and, uh, Lex Friedman on Joe Rogan. Yeah, I think I listened to half of it. It was recent, wasn't it? Like last month, like within the month. Yeah, I think it came out when I was away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he Joe says that freedoms once freedoms are taken away, they're re- very rarely given back. Yeah, and this. These like restrictions are reminding me of that. Like they've already been taken away from us, so they can do it again. Yeah. And then when the next event happens, they'll just do it again. Yeah, and the more they do it, the more people will get used to accepting it. Yeah. And it'll be a norm, and then it'll only be a, a, a few people who will disagree with it, and then sooner or later, them few people who do disagree with it will just be seen as fucking right wing weirdos, extremists. Yeah. Outsiders. Mm. Because it would just become norm to, because the mass media will just make it a normal thing. Like, oh, it's time to go back in again, everyone. Yeah. And then most people, there's always a, a reason behind it. Like you're helping the mass by doing this. Yeah. 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 So it turns the people against other people. Cause some people think, oh, fuck that. Like I'm going to go out in my car. Yeah. And then other people be like, wait, you can't go out in your car because the farmers aren't getting their things, so you're going to mess the food prices up for us and not going to be enough food. It's like the mask situation, isn't it? Yeah. Like the mask situation, even when you was going out, like in COVID, people were still like worrying about spreading COVID. And it's just, uh, it's the, it's going to turn people against people whilst taking away the freedoms, which is giving the government a lot of power. Yeah. That's what it, that's what it comes down to though, in the end. Yeah. Have you watched much on the Davos event? Well, yeah, have you got another event on now? Yeah. They've had the 22, um, they've had the, 22 um of 2022 event on and um i don't know i think i was watching it on ben shapiro do you know that um the founder that klaus schwab 
Yeah, Klaus. his name, probably. But um, he was playing a bit of his, a few of his clips, and then just like analysing them. And Ben Shapiro was literally saying, "This guy is the definition of an evil guy that's taking over." In his voice and everything, he's like, "We yeah. need to stand together. We need to do this. We need to." And it just sounds like a fucking. He's just actually gonna rip us all to shreds. Like a Bond villain, isn't it? Yeah, literally, yeah, like a Bond villain. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. These are all pushing the Great Reset, so. That's like, more and more I think about it, and I think we discussed this in the past, and I don't want to take away the fact that Ukraine's being fucking obliterated at the moment. But yeah. a part of me makes, feels like something there might be staged and it's another event to get people in line. Yeah, or but you could say stage or you could say there's a reason why it's been left the fuck alone by the West. Yeah. There's an opportunity, there's a monetary opportunity involved in it for them. Not for the masses, for them, them ones at the top. Yeah. Because we, it could be easily in, like, we could easily get involved and stop that. But then there's the external factor of what the fuck's China going to do if we get involved in that. So there's, uh, it's complex, isn't it? Complex world. And then it's like these people at the top. Or these people who are part of this World Economic Forum, they're very wealthy people and China's got a lot of money. And I know the US government and our government, they're corrupt as fuck. Mm. So even if our governments aren't part of what's going on, but they're seeing financial gains from it, people in power in our countries, I've seen financial gains from it. Maybe they're just happy to sell out to China. And because this is what a World Economic Forum want, really. They want a Chinese system in the West. Yeah. So maybe they're just happy to sell out to China and let the World Economic Forum deal with China and then bring it, bring it in to the West. Mm. Replicate that model over here. Yeah. Because they're getting financial gain from it. When that system comes in, they'll be tracked well. Mm. So it's not, I don't, like, I think last time I said to you how um, I can't picture a room full of powerful people all getting along with each other to sort of devise a plan like this. But yeah, you, you're saying that, yeah, it's, it's too perfect of a plan. Yeah. But then if you think about it from not, just people sat in a room, like at a meeting table. Think of it as all these people linked together through financial gain. Then it could be possible if they get a financial gain from it, they're going to say yes to anything. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's all it comes down to. That's the bottom line. It's the numbers. So rather than it being like staged, as in they are orchestrating it all, maybe like one guy's talking to another guy and he's saying this is going to happen, 
but this is going to benefit them people like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for example, Putin might have wanted to go and do Ukraine, um, invade Ukraine. The West or the US might have had nothing to do with that, but been told, right, he's going to go and do this to Ukraine and it's going to benefit you in this way, this way, and this way. So you can either get involved or you can take these benefits. Yeah. And it's like, right, I'll just take the benefits. I reckon, yeah, it's probably orchestrated a bit more like that. Yeah. Then before, well, I think they'll think about it more. But in different ways. Then the, the Putin's not nothing to do with sitting down with, I'm not going to say Biden, but, <laughs> you know, you're, people, um, well, it's not even really like going to be Biden who's in control, but it will, for example, Putin's not going to sit down with um, this Klaus guy and say he's doing this, this, and this. It's going to benefit you guys. He, that, he's going to want to have done that, and then they would have seen the benefits from not getting involved. The financial benefits yeah. not getting involved. There's nothing to, yeah, I know what you mean. We're not connecting them two people together, but. Yeah, whereas before, I think I was thinking of it more simplistically where all the world leaders are in a room together. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think that happens. I think it's more, yeah, just they're seeing financial gains, so then they're just going along with it. Yeah. Even I... though they might oppose each other, but. If they're being benefited from anything the other side are doing, then they're not bothered. They're just going to let yeah. it crack on. But then, I mean, we're going to talk about this a bit more next week. Shout out to our Chinese special. <laughs> but um, it's what what is everyone's going to see now? Definitely, this is what China, China are going to sit back and watch. Is all right. The West are just bending over backwards for money. Let's uh, like show them like you, they're getting done with money. Like dumb, dumb riches, because they're getting so greedy, they're getting stupid. So, yeah, I think China have noticed that though. Like that, the West are will do anything we want because we're going to give them money. Well, that's going to shoot them in the ass, isn't it? At some point. Yeah, because you're saying this thing, right? This concept where people are making moves, and then it's up to the West, if they're going to intervene or, or not get involved or not get involved, dependent on the financial gain of their action. But it's only so long before someone does something which involves the West or the US losing money. And then they have to get involved because they're going to lose money if they don't. And then they're just going to get shafted. Yeah. Once. And I feel like that's what China are waiting for. That moment where the, the power balance shifts in their favor. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can just, you can see American, America's weakening by the day. It's getting yeah. weaker and weaker. Um, On so many different levels as well. Yeah. In politics, in society in general, the people are turning against each other. Yeah. Um, I've seen some videos on YouTube of like the poverty in America. It's fucking insane. Yeah. It's you'd, think it's it's a, you'd think it's a third world country. But then it's about the fact that people are so hung up on gender politics and gender identities and all mm. that stuff. And they're just ignoring the bigger things that are going on in the world because they're so strung up on these, I'll say these micro problems. I don't know what you would call them. Yeah. Like I've had this argument with people in the past about like, Diversity, like corporate diversity, especially. Mm. 
Like, I think I've spoken to you about it. I've yeah. Have you done it? It's just a. It feels like it's just like smoke and mirrors. Mm. It's there to get people on side. I think with the corporations, and then it lets the corporations do what what the hell they want. Mm. Because people, they don't look past what the corporations telling them. So if corporations putting a Black Lives Matter or a a pride flag on their logo for a month, like people look at that and think, oh yeah, this good company, like Apple, yeah, a good yeah, company, yeah. Like, they've got a pride <laughs> logo on the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they don't look behind the scenes of what else they're doing. Like we showed that video, I think it was last week of all yeah. the Chinese workers trying to escape the fact uh, the MacBook factory. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no one, no one's talking about it. The bigger problems, that's what, the, no one's talking about the bigger problems because they're looking at these little micro problems, which are just yeah. micro address. Which at the end of the day is not, in the grand scheme of things, is not a massive deal because everyone's living in Western, in the Western, in the Western world, everyone's living, well, not everyone, the majority of people are living comfortable lives. Yeah. Everyone's got a roof over their heads. There might be some discrimination or some hate towards different genders or towards different races. But in the grand scheme of things, it's not a massive deal. Mm. There's worse things going on out there which are being overlooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too focused on, because we're so comfortable, we're too focused on these little niceties that would be nice in society to have. Yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I feel like this next decade is going to be, it's going to be a weird one. I think we're going to see some shit. Yeah. I wouldn't even say the next decade, but that brings you to 30, 32. It's- yeah. I mean like the twenties. Yeah, throughout the t- the t- uh, 20th, the 20s, yeah, um, the Roaring 20s. I wish it was the Roaring 20s. Jesus, because so many things that are going to just... It feels like everything is on a loose end, like a very... Like on a knife's edge. Yeah, like you can knock one thing and it's going to have a massive yeah. dom- domino effect on all sorts. That's how it feels. Ever since COVID came in, it's felt like everything's just been like balancing like mm-hmm. on a little balance and then you just need one thing to go like that it's all just gonna yeah 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 everything's gonna topple over and then china take over the whole west and what <laughs> yeah right but you... we'll, we'll save the china talk for uh when we uh do our next video coming soon um shall i put next one on yeah how long we've been on for a while haven't we an hour 10, I think. All right. Yeah, go on. We'll do, we'll do one more then. Been talking, uh, got on quite a few tangents this episode. Yeah. There's still one, two, three, four, four, five articles remaining. <laughs> do a three hour special, Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'll pick one of yours because um, we've only done one of yours. I uh, think the what my one was. Oh, fuck yeah. We've gone from dark to even darker, mate. <laughs> we could do what we'll do this one and then we'll do one more after this. We'll end on a light one. I've got a light oh, one in my in my bank. Yeah, right. So 
this happened uh, was it over a week ago now. This is twenty fourth of May, so that must be two weeks, isn't it? Yeah, um, uh, we missed it last week, so I just thought something we should uh, at least have a talk about. Yeah. Talk about. Uh, we did a bit of a documentary when we first started the channel on uh, gun control, and um, oh, let me read the head- headline first in the, the description audio. below. Yeah, uh, Texas shooting nineteen children among dead in primary school attack. Um, 19 young children and two adults have died in a shooting in a primary school in South Texas. Uh, for, for the Americans, that's an elementary school. Uh, we call it <laughs> primary school in, in the UK. Um, BBC article, isn't it? So as an 18-year-old, he had a handgun and an AR-15 semi-automatic. Yes. Um, yeah, and uh, he went into school and shot a load of children which is pretty fucked up but it's it seems to be a problem in the in the states these uh school shootings um yeah so we did a little documentary on it i think it's a 20 minute video on gun control in the us um So I sort of, I don't know what to think about guns. I mean, like from doing the video, I can see why people like them and why I can see the benefits of them. But when things like this are happening, it's hard to sort of argue for guns. Yeah. Especially when any school's bad, but primary school, like, it's fucking horrible. Like, these people, these kids haven't even seen age of 10 yet and they're having their lives taken away from them. Um, I don't think it's all just to do with the guns as well. I think there's some big mental health problems. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So my sort of question to you is: Do you think banning guns is the answer, or do you think any a better way to do it is to um, fix the mental health problem? Yeah. Well, I don't think banning guns is the right idea. I think that's going to cause more issues with Pete it's that's similar to saying um I don't have something to say against but banning something that can be used in a bad way but only a micro amount of people are using them in a bad way so that yeah it says that something needs to be done about the mental health but just earlier just literally before this I was listening to I think it was on breaking points Bill Burr they had a, a feature with Bill Burr on oh there. yeah I saw that where he's talking about the gun debate uh, following this this attack um, on the elementary school. But um, he said, basically, he compared it to having a pilot license. You wouldn't let someone who can fly around a little mini jet go and um, sit in a Boeing fucking massive passenger airline and fly across to, from um, UK to Australia 
if they've just got their yeah flying license so why when a kid can turn 18 is he allowed to have a semi-automatic weapon with high cap um, high capacity magazines which is capable of doing something like this without anything at all apart from the fact he's just turned 18. even that and even when he was um this kid online he was making death threats so there wasn't there's not even in this digital age where you could easily spot that if you just use his id and put it into a few searches there's no the government in the us aren't putting together some very simple algorithm which can just trace everything this guy has said on his social medias on his online presence to check whether anything he said might be a detrimental to selling a gun yeah not any red flags yeah they don't do any of them and then there's a the mental health side of it he's obviously fucked up or else he wouldn't have done that yeah i don't think yeah banning guns is not the answer because guns are so ingrained in american culture yeah um but maybe yeah regulating how guns are sold this is this to be fair it's coming back to me now uh, more of the i should have watched the uh the video after it uh, but art have like these uh, gun shows mm. where you don't need any idea or anything to buy a gun you can just walk to these gun shows and buy the gun like you would buy something anything from the shop yeah. like weeks. so guns shouldn't be so readily available and perhaps it should be treated as if you're driving a car like you turn like in the uk we turn 17 you gotta go through lessons maybe with guns you gotta go through mental health checks yeah and you gotta keep topping this up every five years or something because obviously mental health can change over five yeah, years. yeah 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 you gotta keep topping this up every five years to be able to keep all of your guns if you can't top your mental health records up yeah your gun training as well then you get your guns taken off you yeah i think how bill burt ended his was yeah go through these levels of gun training and start off with something which maybe can't kill someone but you can still get a thrill of a gun see how you get on with that for a bit and then you can go back and reapply for something more powerful and more powerful and then he goes eventually you can buy mm -hmm. uh if you want a, a bazooka you can buy a bazooka and blow shit in your back garden up if that's what <laughs> you fancy doing but it's true like you should have to <laughs> these people could probably go and buy a well maybe not bazooka but super high powerful weapons just as soon as you turn 18. so yeah. it needs a, well, I, I is a, it's a powerful weapon mm. so being able to imagine you're 18 years old and you just walk into a shop and buy an ar-15 like at 18. yeah i didn't even know like well i'm 25 now that was seven years ago i don't even think i would want a gun right now like be i i would be okay with a gun now if i had one but i don't feel like i would be 100 percent. so bring me back seven years i definitely wouldn't be yeah, I think if I was in the US and I wanted a gun now, I'd go to the gun range and I would get like specific training on how to use yeah. the gun. And for I'd defense. only have it for defense and protection. Yeah. And maybe if I wanted to go hunting or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll just do it as a hobby if I'll go to the shooting range and that's it. And then the rest of it, I'll just keep the gun there for protection, defense purposes. Hmm. But... They need to do something because it's getting fucking disgusting now, the amount of these school shootings. 
Yeah, you're constantly hearing about it all the time. I'll try and find this thing. It's like a mass shooting. Uh... Mm. Mass shooting heat map. Um, global. Mm. I can't find it. I don't. I can't remember where it was. But it basically it was the globe, and it was showing mass shootings across the whole. Is it this one here. I oh, know. It was just showing um, the amount of mass shootings across the whole world, and it's just um, America was just so. Well, I think um, Mexico was quite high as well, but that's pretty much given. Like, they're not a as developed country as um, America, but for America to be higher than less developed countries, there's something like weird going on there. Yeah, for their mass shootings to be higher than undeveloped, well, less developed countries, I wouldn't say undeveloped. Mm, it is, it's fucked up, man. But yeah, they can't, they can't just ban them though. There'll be, there'll be massive uproar if they ban them. And there's too much money in like we were talking about earlier. There's, if there's government getting money from something, they're not going to, they're not going to lose money to save people. Yeah. Terrible to say, but. Mm. It's the truth. All right. Should we lighten up the mood a bit? Yeah. We've had a dark one today. Uh... All right. I've got this. Right. I'm just going to put this one on. It's about China. Should have brought a funny video to the, uh, to the table today. I was trying to find one, but I couldn't find one. This is good. From what we've been doing today, we've been slating China a lot. This is a good thing that China are doing. China brings forward launch of solar power plant space station that would beam energy back to Earth. So from the image here, you've got the sun taking energy into the power plant and then beaming it back onto Earth. Ah, that's good. Back to other solar panels. Uh, it looks like that on the diagram, yeah. So, a similar project was proposed by NASA two decades ago, but never developed. Uh, the UK government commissioned independent research. It's a British. Um, I've only sk sk skimmed through this, but it's a Brit British project. But China are doing it, I think. The thing is, like with China, they will. They'll bring a project out and then they'll get it done quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, it takes fucking ages for them to do anything. Is that because of the regulations? Yeah, because of like regulations and bureaucracy, it just everything takes ages. China has a regulation that's stopping them. They'll just remove the regulation. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember when I was living in China, like they'll start building, like they'll build like a, start building a building and then it'll be up in like a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> They'll start building it, and then something will happen, and then it'll take another six months delay, and the building's not done, in, not finished within like a year. That's because all these regulation issues. On top of that, the labour force who just drink about seventy brews. Yeah. <laughs> so this is how a, this is how a space-based solar panel works. Number one, the radiation from the sun is captured by a fleet of solar panels 
in low Earth orbit, so by a satellite power... Well, it's not really a satellite, is it? It's a power plant orbiting the Earth. And yeah, orbiting... Called, I think if it orbits Earth, it's, classed, it's called a satellite. Oh, right, okay. An orbiting power plant converts the energy to laser or microwaves before beaming it to the Earth. On the ground, the receiving system converts the beam into electricity and it feeds the power grid into the power grid. Mm, it's a good idea. So it's UK. Oh no, it's, it's a UK invention. Yeah, which is being carried out by the Chinese, which is a good, like a, a good way of two countries working well together. Yeah, I don't We've know if ideas. They China do. will pay pay the UK for their idea, or they just steal it. Yeah, but, they'll sell it back to us to use on our power grid. Yeah. <laughs> they'll build them all and then just be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much power can it make? Yeah, 10 kilowatt power output. So the biggest power plant will be able to be 10 megawatts to... It's a test station. I don't know. So it's around the same as the UK current power plants. The technology would have advanced by 2050 and the station would be big enough to output two gigawatts, the equivalent of the output of most of the UK's terrestrial power plants. Ah. I'm just thinking though, how much space would you need for these solar panels on Earth? On Earth. But then, I guess it not as much as you would just to get power from the sun on Earth because you've not got to deal with clouds or anything. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the sun is always going to be in space. So that power station, that a satellite, is always going to be in space. Oh, yeah. And if you think about solar panels, right, I'm just going to end this for a sec. You've got to lay them out flat, but if you are beaming something into something, you don't necessarily have to have flat out solar panels. If you're talking about space, like landmass, yeah, you won't have to take all that landmass up. You can probably stack, like, have it in a stack anyway, because it will come into the top and trickle down into whatever's a storage facility. Oh, perhaps I don't know too much about solar panel technology but... no me either but i've always just thought like to actually get a good amount of power coming you need a fucking massive, yeah, you need massive ones but if it's a direct beam then it should just be able to beam straight onto it's a stack of solar yeah panels. just a receiver and then then once you can build some upwards or build it under the ground then you maybe you can manipulate that laser to like hit one solar panel and go around and hit the others yeah I don't think it will hit solar panels, though, will it? Underground, it must hit. It says a receiving system converts the beam into electricity. So I think right. they've just used solar panels in this description, but I don't know if it actually needs solar panels or if it just needs something to receive it. Which will, I don't know. It's a good idea, though, to harness the sun's power because there's a lot of wasted energy up there. Yeah, loads. That's the that's the goal, isn't it? Is to do that. But there's probably some life forms which are doing that. Some 
Yeah. Just like another another step to a cleaner and pretty much unlimited power. Yeah. Which is what we need. Unlimited power. What we need. If the world can generate unlimited power, right, there's no stopping humanity after that, I don't think. Mm. That'll fix so many of the world's problems. Yeah, unlimited power. What can't be fixed with power, isn't it? Mm. Literally, what can't be fixed with power? And it'll free up the minds of people who are focusing on generating this unlimited power. If the power's already there, then their minds are free. To do can focus on fixing the other issues that we've got there, with like the food, food and stuff, with the power that unlimited power that we've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if yeah. Hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Do you want to call it or do you want one more? Yeah, we'll call it on that. That was a good, good ender, I think. Nice. Well, after quite a severely dark episode, we ended on positive. Positive note. British and uh, Chinese. Oh, it's not even a partnership, is it? I think the British just had the plans and then China like stolen them. Sorry, still. <laughs> I don't know if they stole them though, I'm just presuming. That's what, <laughs> that's what they tend to do. <sighs> Alright, I'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. See you later. Yeah guys. <laughs>